MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, November 8th, 2019. Today, Jennifer Williams testifies in the impeachment probe. Trump asks Barr to publicly clear his name. The Roger Stone trial continues. A Trump judge nominee shaped DeVos's illegal loan forgiveness effort. Giuliani lawyers up. And who paid Lev and Igor? I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello. Mandy's back there. Hi. Uh, we are on the road. We're in. Whoa! There's two porta potties going down on a crane right out the window. That's, oh, that is beautiful. That's. I was like, are those outside elevators? And then you see it says the big city yeah. as a tag. <laughs> big city cranes. Oh man! <laughs> Dropping porta johns. Okay. I didn't know that they brought the toilet up to them. Interesting. That's nice. Yeah. That's like, cool. I guess if you got a crane. Yeah. It's either that or they're pissing off a skyscraper. <laughs> which probably happens. <laughs> I'm imagining Tyrion peeing off the Great Wall of the North. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. What do we got going on? There's a lot of news. Our show's tonight. We're getting ready to go over to the venue, but we wanted to get you to drop some beans yes. on you uh, before we did that. And uh, I'm having a really good time. I love it here. Boston's awesome. Me too. I, um, I'm like texting with my dad. Cause like I said, I lived here when I was a kid for a couple of years. We apparently lived in Arlington Heights, which I have no clue where that is, but that's a fun piece of trivia for myself, I guess on the record. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I was walking around. I went to Paul Revere's house, but it's cash only heads up. Cash only. Um, it's at Paul a cash. House? Yep, yep, yep. It's five dollars cash only. Thanks for warning us. So I couldn't <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> Just channeling my That's dad. That's so true. <laughs> That's what happened. That's so true. That's fantastic. He wasn't. Wasn't there an actual other person though who did? the ride and it wasn't really him and probably didn't get the credit i feel like that's usually how our history plays out yeah i think paul revere might maybe knocked on a few doors yeah um anyway it's just really cool yeah yeah and i want to go on that there's a, a like a history walking tour mm-hmm. a uh, freedom I, tour or something yes okay so i learned that apparently first off the comedy scene here is fantastic and they've been super nice um my friend ellen who just moved to san diego moved to san diego from here and she has some friends that were really nice enough to pop me in on some shows Ellen last Sugarman. night. Yes, Ellen love Sugarman. Her, love her. Yeah, so that was really cool. And there's a bunch of great comedy here, so definitely go check that out if you live here. But apparently a lot of the comics work as guides, and they dress up and stuff on those historical like the, tours. Like the Jungle Cruise and the Disneyland? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. by the way, that's a job that it's all comedians have that job. And yeah. it's like a... It's like a coveted job in the comedy community to be the be a tour guide on the Jungle Tour. Oh, that's so funny. Um, to make the jokes and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's really awesome that they do the guides here. Yeah, so I would love to go to and and watch. I think that happened in Thirty Rock. Didn't it happen in Thirty Rock where Tracy know. Morgan got into it with a Ben Franklin tour guide and? <laughs> It was, that's funny yeah because they had to do a show in boston over the weekend okay yeah that's so funny jack donaghy was dating the boston lady i, I can't remember names. i also remember at, in the office they they like bring ben franklin or something right to like the office as and he's dressed up and he's like flirting with all of the women and just not killing it and being super creepy um 
It's a great episode. Yeah, you're going to hate me, but I've, I've never made it through episode one of The Office. Oh. Yeah. Can't do okay. it. It just feels like being at work. That's fair. I was like, I could go to work. Yeah. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, we do have a lot of news to get to, so uh, <laughs> let's, let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Updates on the impeachment probe. First of all, dropping last night after we recorded, Trump asked Bill Barr to hold a press conference to say publicly that there was nothing wrong with his phone call with Zelensky. Barr apparently refused to hold that press conference, though the Department of Justice did put out a statement publicly that the criminal division prosecutors found nothing wrong with the call criminally as far as federal criminal laws surrounding just campaign finance laws. Uh, And they actually didn't find that through an investigation. They decided they were not going to investigate because (laughs) their initial read of the call uh, told them there wasn't enough to go on a criminal investigation into just campaign finance laws. It was very narrow. Something Uh, like abuse of power, though, is not a crime. Right. A lot of impeachable offenses are not crimes. Mm -hmm. So that's weird. But uh, but that's where he stopped short. He's like, I'll say that this wasn't a crime under campaign finance laws that we didn't investigate. We won't investigate. But I'm not going to come out and say your phone call was perfect. Um, Trump has tweeted vehemently denying that he asked Barr for this press conference. Though the story is well sourced, Trump tweeted, quote, the Amazon Washington Post and three low life reporters, um, Matt uh, Zapatosky, Josh Dawsey and Carol Lenig wrote another fake news story without any sources about Bill Barr and myself. We both deny this story, which they knew before they wrote it. Garbage newspaper. And then he (sighs) tweeted the degenerate Washington Post made up the story about me asking Bill Barr to hold a news conference. Never happened. And there was no sources. And Bill Barr. This is the last tweet. Bill Barr did not decline my request to talk about Ukraine. The story was a fake Washington Post con job with anonymous sources that don't exist. Just read the transcript. The Justice Department already ruled the call was good. We don't have freedom of the press. So that last tweet. God damn. The last tweet, he says, Bill Barr did not decline my request. So you did make the request. But he didn't ask. Yeah. (laughs) You would think your own self-released transcript of the call would have spoken enough for itself. You would need to call the Department of Justice to come and re-say what you already said, I guess. But I didn't ask him to. Mm. But I did request it. And he didn't say no. Fake news. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, And he said the Justice Department already ruled the call was good. That's... Put their two arms up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Three and points. It's good. <laughs> uh, they didn't do that. Uh, they just said that they weren't going to investigate it because they didn't feel that there was enough cause there. Well, that's better than good. <laughs> it's better. That's than never bad. even it's got good. the chance to to say. Yeah. So they didn't say the call was good. They said we weren't going to investigate it about and specifically in the framework of campaign finance violations i feel like upon further investigation that hopefully will happen sdny or something i don't know someone um i don't know they don't have jurisdiction over that though probably i think it would be the next ag yeah that Um, that would investigate bar yeah because that would have to be just like a doj thing huh just like a federal like from dc i would think yeah so i put out on twitter i was calling for him to recuse from the ukraine from the ukraine case because i mean obviously now he's a fact witness um which he has not but a lot of people are like indict him indict him and unfortunately it's him that he he's the indicter yeah so it does seem though like i mean with the hush money payments that can happen in new york obviously but then with something that's dealing with a foreign entity 
how does that work? If how would you investigate a campaign finance violation for it would just have to be the DOJ at yeah, the White House level. It's a federal crime. Yeah. So only the federal the feds can and investigate. That's just it. not going to happen. So yeah, like you said, no. the next AG. That's why you know, for example, Manafort's tar- charges that he's facing in New York are all. <laughs> Uh, real estate fraud based yeah. and tax fraud based. Yeah. Stuff that's because, tied to New yeah. York specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and also we forget, well, we don't forget. I should just mention <laughs> Trump, Trump has a pattern of doing this. He asked Comey uh, to, to publicly exonerate him. He asked McGahn to, to ask Comey. He asked Priebus to ask Comey. He has Sessions to ask Priebus to ask Comey. He asked everybody to get anyone to make a public statement saying he did nothing wrong and they all refused they all refused to. And he asked Zelensky to publicly announce investigations. He wanted to put him in a public box, quote unquote. So Trump totally did this and Barr totally told him no. So why isn't Trump pissed at Barr the way he was pissed at Sessions? Well, I think it's because he needs him still. Mm-hmm. Barr, and Barr knows it. Barr has leverage against Trump because Trump needs him for his investigation into the oranges of the Mueller probe so that he can try to discredit what happened in 2016 in hopes of either lifting Russian sanctions or just discrediting the Mueller findings altogether because he might be facing those obstruction of justice charges when the impeachment comes, when the impeachment articles are drafted. Um, Barr is set to deliver a report on his investigation into our intelligence community, says he's going to drop it right after Thanksgiving. Uh, I put beans on more whistleblowers coming out uh, of the Department of Justice and the intelligence community when that report comes out, unless the report just totally is true and, and says there's Russians interfered in our election. Yeah. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Don't fuck with the CIA. Yeah. That's a bad enemy to make. This is this is the overarching report on the whole Mueller investigation itself, basically. Yeah, this is right, yeah, the this conduct is the, of the FBI and the or, yeah, origins and of, the, of the yeah, like why they started it, what the FISA right. and Fisk did, Carter Page, all that shit, McCabe struck Page, mm-hmm. steel uh, dossier, will there be stuff about it in there? Baker, the Comey Five, steel dossier. Mm-hmm. You know, Barr has a real opportunity here to come out and be on the right side of history. He does. Yeah, it's like so his last chance. I can see it now. We had Comey as my homie stickers. We could have Barr as my star. You know, oh, no. it's not too late. It's not. I don't know. No, it is so too late it hurts it but, is, it um, is but i'm i'm willing to dangle that sticker in front of his face <laughs> like with tommy lauren when she made that one good comment about abortion rights right it's like right that's what it was about i think so something like that but bolton didn't appear today um mm-hmm. but i don't think we expected him to because bolton had said he would go by way of kupperman and mm-hmm. kupperman as as you know his subpoena was pulled mm-hmm. and because they are going to wait instead of putting that through the courts and have judge leon decide and and possibly face appeals from the department of justice on that oh more porta potties coming up oh oh are they coming? Are they coming? Oh, no. There's just, that's just, oh, I think they're going to come down because that's an empty hook going on. Oh, oh, darn it. They're going to get something. <laughs> Sorry. I'm easily entertained. <laughs> this uh, would be a great setting. There's like a cat sitting there watching. <laughs> so what, what, what was I talking about? Oh, Bolton uh, yes. and Kupperman. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to wait. I think you were saying. He has indicated that he's going to wait for, um, for the McGann mm-hmm. decision, mm-hmm. which could be any day now. Uh, and we'll find out if even McGann has to come and testify. But I don't know if I don't know if they're past that. I f- it, it I it feels like they're they're not going to open that up to you know unless they want to get him on the record in this impeachment inquiry for obstruction and include the articles of obstruction of justice from the Mueller report, which are laid bare, clearly laid out. 
Um, I'm, I'm just not sure. And then also, you know, we're still waiting for the, the grand jury materials, which, which could take a while. Um, we still haven't heard on whether or not the appellate court uh, has, is going to grant the stay, the administrative temporary stay. We know Judge Hal denied the stay in the, in the D.C. Circuit Court, but the D.C. Appellate Court, it's three Obama appointees, but they gave until Tuesday the 5th for replies, and they may or may not want to hear arguments in that case, or they may just rule, but they, they haven't said yet. That's, we have no indication yet that that's coming out. Um, but, you know, there are three ways that we can get that knowledge that documentary evidence that Trump lied to Mueller and that's from the 302s which have come out but they're heavily redacted and they're rolling on a rolling basis uh and the grand jury materials which I just explained where we're at with that case but then there's also the Roger Stone trial which Mm -hmm. we'll go over in a minute and that's laying bare all of the contacts that Stone had with Trump Mm -hmm. and it could come out uh especially with a guilty verdict uh that he did lie about telling or discussing mm-hmm. WikiLeaks time dumps with the Trump campaign, mm-hmm. uh, but Trump specifically. So that could happen there, too. And that I think that would be a good article of impeachment because that's what Clinton was impeached for, lying to Congress, whereas Trump lied to Mueller. Mm-hmm. And then what what do you have, uh, Jordan, for us on Giuliani? Oh, yeah. Some Giuliani stuff today. Uh, So after weeks of him trying to find a legal team, he finally found himself a few lawyers to advise him, presumably eventually represent him in Ukraine Gate and everything that he is all wrapped up in. He'll be represented by three attorneys. One of them is a longtime friend of his named uh, Robert Costello. Costello used to actually intern for Giuliani in New York, so that must be pretty sweet for him. Uh, Satisfying metric of his career. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) started interning and now he is representing me yes exactly the crime mentee becomes the crime person defender yeah Yeah, there you go uh and then there's two other lawyers eric m kreisman and melissa madrigal and they're from the law firm pierce bainbridge uh, which we have heard that law firm's name before um i don't remember where though But we've definitely heard that before. I can look it up. Sorry. I should have done that before. <laughs> um, you were mad out last night saying there's like 10 guys that are willing to represent these folks. Like in the entire world? Yeah. Remember how <laughs> we've said that so many times? There's like eight lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's taken him so long. But uh, he did find these people. And Costello is probably going to be his closest right-hand dude throughout all this, it seems. Costello almost represented Michael Cohen officially. But him and Cohen's professional relationship kind of fell through. Uh, what happened was before Cohen turned on Trump, Costello apparently offered to reach out to Giuliani on behalf of Cohen. And after Costello gave Giuliani a call to say that he might represent Cohen, Costello apparently emailed Cohen saying, quote, Rudy was thrilled and said this could not be a better situation for the president or you. Um, and then Mr. Giuliani apparently wrote back saying, uh, he said, thank you for opening this back channel of communication. <laughs> Gotta yeah, stop saying said, back don't channel. forget the president loves you. You have friends in high places, right? Yeah, that's was, what I was going to want to oh, say. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Um, but yes, he, this email made an appearance in the Mueller report with just like what you said. Costello told Cohen that he could sleep well tonight. Oh, that's right. Because he had friends in high places, which just screams pardon, obviously. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a pardon dangle. Yeah, but then Cohen winds up not going with him and then winds up switch, uh, flipping on Trump. So that's that's a big... Those are big points in my book for Cohen, you know? We already knew those points, but that a pardon was dangled and he said no. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's also about that Matto piece last night. Um, a friend of ours who was a, a previous guest on the show, she's an attorney, um, defense, uh, criminal defense defender. She, her name's uh, Kim Phillips. She was talking about how it, it struck her as odd that Matto would say, why would you want to hire a lawyer, a, you know, who represented a guy who's in prison? Mm-hmm. And she brought up a really good point that, you know, criminal defenders are great people, amazing people. And to say that you wouldn't hire a criminal defender just because they at one point had one of their uh, clients go to jail or prison or Mm -hmm. be found guilty is I don't think I think that's a little ridiculous because their job is to defend uh, these folks. These these are people. These are Americans. They have rights. They have earned the right to a defense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't know how much the, you know, these attorneys have shortened their sentences or maybe helped them in other ways or helped them have a more fair trial, uh, et cetera. So I I did think that that was a little, I wouldn't use that as a criteria for hiring a criminal defender, whether any of their past clients have yeah. gone to, to jail. I mean, now, just the, the da- nature the pardon of dangle, defense, too. Like, the pardon dangle, you could say. Like, okay, why would you want to hire a guy who made a debut in the Mueller report for pardoning, for for dangling pardons? Yeah. Like, th- that, okay. But just because they're, I think, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Just because their client went to jail doesn't mean yeah. they're a bad criminal defender. But for Giuliani, that's like a lighthouse beacon, right? Oh, you dangle pardon? Sick. Ooh, <laughs> We're on the same sick. page. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the law firm of pardon and dangle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that Giuliani could not find someone to represent him for this long, though, I think is amazing because he's, I mean, he was a former, former U.S. attorney at SDNY, headed the SDNY office. Uh, you think he would have plenty of connections, and maybe Everybody he would have, that, but right? yeah, maybe he would have if he had not become one of the most lie-spewing vampires that's ever come out of that office. But um, there was also, according to reporting from the Wall Street Journal, there was apparently concerns that he would be a really difficult client because he would just try to lead his own case constantly. So, I would not want to represent Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, yeah. He's a little crazy. And his case is nuts. And he's got a loud mouth. It'd be like, who wants to be Roger Stone's lawyer? Mm, God, just babysitter slash lawyer is what that role becomes at that point yeah yeah and it's no surprise that this announcement of counsel is coming in the days following signals that partners may be willing to cooperate i think because for a while giuliani's like i don't need counsel i'm fine yeah and and giuliani actually tweeted like i was only defending my client from charges and blah 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 and do 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 and i'm i i just Mm -hmm. tweeted out i'm like sounds like somebody's about to be indicted Mm -hmm. um so i think it could we could be close to that yeah yeah he said this on twitter which i think kind of serves as his opening statement to the public and says (laughs) he says the evidence when revealed fully will show that this present farce is as much a frame up and hoax as a russian collusion maybe worse and will prove the president is innocent that's the one that's the one i was like sounds like (laughs) says the man about to be indicted Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then some other Giuliani news. Um, we now know more details about the $500,000 payment that Giuliani received from Lev Parnas's company, Fraud Guarantee, based in Florida. What up? As a reminder, Giuliani was paid this $500,000 from Parnas's company for consulting fees. And we now know the name of the man who ultimately funded that transaction. This is a personal 
injury attorney from Long Island. From the law firm of Pardon and Dingle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Named uh, Charles Gucciardo. Gucciardo's lawyer says that this money was just a loan to fraud guarantee. And Gucciardo is uh, also a man who separately donated $50,000 to a Trump supporting PAC. So I think the arguments could definitely be made that this was just another person getting in on some effort to influence the presidency's politics. So many of them. Yeah, so many of them. It's yeah, crazy. and I mean, I get it. You make big donations, you expect to be able to get a meeting with the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're funding this kind of this international yeah. yeah like conspiracy to yeah. help the president get dirt on a political opponent from mm-hmm. a unregistered foreign entity or directly from a foreign actor is absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. um all right we be we have we be be right back Hey everybody, AG here, and I've found that when life gets really, really busy, exercise can take a back seat. But I still want to get off my back seat and stay on top of my health and my fitness goals and my mental well-being, which is why I love Les Mills. Les Mills is a global fitness leader that has been creating safe and effective fitness programs for 50 years. The coolest thing is they have Les Mills On Demand, which is considered the Netflix of fitness. It allows members to continue their training wherever they are. Less Mills On Demand is an exercise streaming service allowing consumers unlimited access to high production video content featuring over 800 workouts ranging from 15 to 55 minutes. They have everything from yoga to dance, cycling, strength training, and more. You're certain to find something you love. I am now trying out Body Combat, which is a high energy martial arts inspired workout. And my favorite part of the Less Mills Fitness app is they have a huge library of proven workouts and they add new ones each week so it keeps it fresh. And no matter your level of fitness or experience, you always get a quality instruction and motivation that's right for you. The best part is that right now, for our listeners, we have a special offer from Less Mills On Demand where you can get 21 days of free access to their fitness app. So don't wait and go to trylessmills.com slash dailybeans. That's trylessmills.com slash dailybeans to get this special offer. Again, go to trylessmills.com slash dailybeans. All right, welcome back. Uh, so we haven't really talked about this guy yet, but I've been following this story, and he's totally gross. His name is Stephen Menashe. He's slated for a confirmation vote today, Thursday, to the appeals court for a lifetime appointment. Uh, and he's drawn criticism in prior hearings and in life in general for being a huge dick. Uh, his, <laughs> in his past writings... He's denounced women's marches against sexual assault. He's dismissed education about multicultural awareness. And he's accused major, a major LGBTQ plus group of exploiting the murder of a gay student for political, ad, for political ends. That's Matthew Shepard. Uh, he clerked for Alito, who's a giant asshole. Uh, he's just super gross. He has no experience, um, so much so that Republicans are even giving him a tough time in the hearings, including John Kennedy, who's a total dick. Well, as it turns out, this guy was involved in the education department's illegal collection of student debt from people who attended predatory for-profit colleges, specifically Corinthian colleges in this case. Menashe mm-hmm. devised a plan and wrote a memo to collect the debt when he was the acting general counsel under the education secretary, Betsy DeVos. Wow. It was his plan that was ruled a violation of privacy laws by the federal judge and the department was ordered to stop collecting the debts. They did not, and the judge almost jailed DeVos for it. Instead, they fined her $100,000 and held her in contempt. Why would she blame that guy? She was trying to blame their firms that they employed. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he's the firm. (laughs) The acting general counsel, legal counsel of the Department of Education. The firm dick. <laughs> <laughs> so Menashe wrote a plan memo 
uh, that would use earnings data from the Social Security Administration to forgive only small percentages of debts by borrowers who attended Corinthian colleges, a for-profit school that the Obama administration found misled thousands of students. Mm -hmm. Corinthian's bankruptcy left graduates with worthless degrees and huge student loan debts. He wrote that basically, if these folks made any money at all, that they benefited from their college and shouldn't get their debts forgiven they would have to pay like he for like one lady um i think maddo used this example she went to school and as it turns out she graduated but the, when she tried to get a job uh in her field in the healthcare field she wasn't properly trained and they didn't give her the right Ugh. uh credits that she needed to do it so she couldn't get that job but because she had a different job and was making some sort of money they gave they forgave 20% of her loan and made her pay the other 80, even though the Obama administration discharged these loans and said they all had to be forgiven. Wow. And these um, are just people that are unaware of those other actions, apparently, by people like Obama. And... Yeah, or just trying to erase it. Yeah. Um, and as of this recording, we are still waiting to hear if he's been confirmed for a lifetime appointment on the appeals court. That confirmation hearing was today. I haven't seen anything on it. Uh, Mandy, would you mind Googling that? Do you have Wi-Fi? To see if Manashi, M-A-N-A-S-H-I, was confirmed today. They've, they've had to postpone his confirmation twice now because he's just such a dick. How can you... Is he not, like, somehow tied up in that ongoing legal action that DeVos is in? Apparently not. You'd think he would be named in the documents or something. Yeah. Well, they just got... Well, the... Um, yeah, they advanced this guy. They advanced it. Oh, the Judiciary Committee advanced it? So it goes to the full House? Full... Uh, or Senate. full Senate? Wait. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted along party lines on Thursday. So it already... From, uh, to advance... Okay, so his confirmation hearing wasn't today, or his confirmation vote wasn't today. No, it was just the the committee, and so now it'll go to the the full Senate. So that started in the Senate. Uh, yeah, all judges confirmed in the Senate. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's why we have to take the Senate back this time. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yes, definitely, because that's where judges get confirmed. So no, no judge appointees originate in the House Judiciary. Nope. Does any do any appointees originate in the House Judiciary? Not for federal courts. Cool. Good uh, to know. I, I don't, unless I'm wrong, in, in which case, uh, let me know. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. And it used to be, you used to have more, you used to need more votes, but then the, uh, McConnell, the Republicans went nuclear on federal <laughs> judges, not SCOTUS judges. Um, so there we are. And the trial of the Babadook continues. That's Stone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody showed me a tweet where he just, he looks like the Babadook. Oh my God, yes, with the hat. Yep, yep. Baba. The FBI agent, That's Michelle a Taylor. solid Babadook. She is, he's, he is totally Babadook. <laughs> So the FBI agent, Michelle Taylor, the one that testified all day yesterday, continued this morning. Uh, today, the government began going over the rules of the intel committee that he lied to and that you're not supposed to lie. And then they played a recording of Stone taking his oath and promising not to lie. And then they played a recording of Stone telling Infowars and a GOP group that he had a back channel to Assange. And then they played recordings of Stone lying to the committee, to the intel committee. <laughs> Uh, in between the lies, the government would show documentary evidence proving he was lying. For example, telling Congress he had no intermediary, then showing emails that Credico was his intermediary. Then they would play a recording where Stone said he had no text or documents with Credico. And then the prosecutors would hit pause and show a bunch of texts and documents where he was talking to Credico. 
Then they even showed a chart of Stone's 152 written communications with Credico. <laughs> this went on for most of the morning, just playing audio of Stone's all lies. all mediums. <laughs> and then providing the, paper. <laughs> and providing the evidence that he lied. Like, oh, my God. Mm. And he's just Ma- sitting there reveling in it. I know. I just see Maury, like, the lie detector test shows that was a lie. Like, that just <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> And um, they also showed all the documentary evidence that Stone intimidated Credico, telling him to take the fifth and mention- mentioning Pantangeli multiple times. He's uh, the guy from The Godfather Part Two. Mm. Ah, yes. The funny part is in all of his texts where he was threatening Credico uh, using Pantangeli, it autocorrected multiple times in his threatening text messages like, don't pull, you better pull a Frank Pantens Geel or <laughs> you don't want to be Frank Pants Gal or <laughs> just like all these funny like like misspellings of Pentangeli. Then the former FBI agent walked the court through the scene from The Godfather 2, where Frankie Five Fingers, Pentangeli, forgets a bunch of stuff, just forgets it magically uh, in front of it when he testified to Congress, rather than implicate the Corleone family. All in all, uh, they reenacted this scene because they couldn't, the judge, Amy Berman Jackson, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, decided Mm -hmm. they couldn't show the movie clip in court because it would be prejudicial against Stone. But Stone was the one using that in his, calling him Fantangeli. So they could talk about it in that sense, I guess. They just can't bring it in as the, yeah. So all in all, Stone told Credico seven times to take the fifth referenced uh, Pentangeli twice and told him not to speak to law enforcement three times. And they have all the emails and texts, even though Stone told Congress he never texted or had any documents with mm-hmm. Credico. So the prosecution will continue presenting their case until mid-next week, is what they're figuring. Mm-hmm. So we, we should hear from Gates and Bannon before then. And it seems like Stone's main defense with all of those things is that he was doing sketchy cover-up behaviors, not because he was covering up actual crimes, but because he was trying to cover up the appearance of a crime. I've seen that. Is that what he said? I've seen that 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 that, that reasoning I saw outlined in one of the reportings of I think it was like Natasha or something. But that's their thing, right? They're trying to do that in the now. The, that's another thing that the GOP is saying in the impeachment thing. That, yeah. That you know, it's not just that you. I mean, it is that you. Yeah. You know extorted ukraine by withholding 400 million dollars in military aid to get investigations into biden and get dirt on a political opponent and to have them you know publicly question the the findings of your own intelligence communities in 2016 but you know now they're saying uh you know but all of the efforts to cover that up Mm -hmm. to lie about it to put it you know it's just you don't that shows consciousness of guilt it's just so obvious right and that's what i think i was reading that's for sure what i was reading in the defense's opening statement reporting that was coming out yesterday was talking about stuff like if he had conversations with trump or not you know saying that saying that he didn't is because he was trying to cover up the appearance of there being some sort of criminal colludy behavior oh, not so because there actually was so it wasn't a crime it just looks bad yes exactly and because it looked bad that's why he was trying to cover it up and that's why he was doing all of these like sketchy looking things okay right so i don't know it doesn't really change the fact that you still tampered and, and lied i know that's <laughs> just weird um mm-hmm. uh, what's now <laughs> what's now oh yeah um okay this is apparently at that uh another rally john kennedy who is one of the senators i mentioned that was questioning the menashe so so 
he this guy thinks Menashe is, is is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically insulted Nancy Pelosi. What did he mm-hmm. say? Called her must suck to be that dumb. Must suck to be that dumb. They can only speak in four letters. Look at that. It doesn't exceed none of those words must exceed suck four letters. To must be suck to be that, that dumb. dumb. <laughs> Ironic as fuck. Not one multi-syllabic word <laughs> no. in the sentence. Must suck to be that dumb. It doesn't even make a, a last line of a haiku. There's not even enough no, syllables. No. Yep. And that's what gets them the win. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's who, the GOP but, strategy. But who Four letter words. With, really. Who you winning with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it. We got to pack up and head out to the venue. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Um, no. I don't think so. Tomorrow is Friday and there's no Daily Beans, huh? No. There you go. No. We, the, well, this Daily Beans comes out Friday. Oh, that's true. We so, don't record Friday. There's no Saturday daily. That's right. It's cool. Well, have a good weekend then. But we do have a meet and greet. Yes, um, we do. In Boston. Yes. Tomorrow that anyone can go to. Yes. And thank you. F- I've gotten a lot of really good suggestions on Twitter. Thank you so much uh, for ghost walking tours and oh, and other things. Uh, I would love more suggestions. At Jordan's Confused, we have a couple days. Uh, we have today, I guess, which is kind of packed. But tomorrow we can do stuff during the day. We'd love suggestions. And when I say that the meet and greet if, that anyone can go to is tomorrow, I mean Friday. So right. if you're listening to this Friday, that's right, right, today. Right. Yes. And you can oh, get yeah. that information where? On Twitter? Yeah. Uh, the, at Daily Beans Pod? Yeah. Is it the pin tweet? It's... We'll make it a pin tweet. Yes. How about that? So go to Twitter at Daily Beans Pod and follow us. If you follow us at Daily Beans Pod, uh, you are automatically entered to win um, dinner with AG, myself, and our network CEO from Starburns. So that'll be fun. We'll fly We'll fly out and meet you and a friend. Maybe, maybe a couple friends. Nice. All right. That's all I've got. Uh, me too. All right. Well, then, uh, <laughs> everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>